Hey everyone, Leanne Pilkington here for the very latest Courageous Conversation. Look who I've got with me. Hi. Everybody, I think you all know my niece, Mia. Um, and I'm very excited to be talking to Leanne Drury. Leanne, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks for agreeing to spend the time. I know how busy is your real estate market um, really crazy like the rest of the country? It, it is. It's so busy. It's great. Very, yeah. very po- positive marketplace. Gotta love that. So tell everybody a little bit about your um, your real estate history. How long, when did you get into it? How did you get into it? Those sorts of things. Yeah, sure. So I was 40 years of age when I decided to uh, yeah have a real estate world change in industry. What did um, you do before? So I'm actually a teacher by trade, a high school teacher by oh, trade, okay. but I have worked in a number of different industries. Um, the one before I entered real estate was in project management. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of change management um, involved in that. But um, I've also worked in the avi- aviation industry um, okay. as an instructor as well. So I think it wow. was kind of like, yeah, four different industries for me that kind of came together. And so um, why real estate at 40? Yeah, um, I was approached um, by a director to yep. see if um, I would be interested in, um, yeah, at their startup company and um, look I'd always been interested in real estate you know acquired my first time at 24 years of age etc so I've always followed um, real estate but I just think the timing was perfect I just finished a big multi-million dollar project down at Diesel Drive in Mackay and um, the timing was just right and I just have a bit of a philosophy in life why not have a go yeah have a crack absolutely I've just um I've just been having that conversation with myself obviously we've just settled on the real on the Lang and Simmons brand and at the age of 58 like that wasn't really what I thought I would be doing right <laughs> buying it. but I just I gave myself uh, yeah it's interesting the stories that you tell yourself yeah um, and I finally just said you know what have a crack and I don't think age is not, not, it's just a number. And, yeah. you know, I was 40, but I must admit, though, Leanne, you know, I started real estate when um, our whole market crashed. Oh, good timing. Yeah, fantastic timing back in 2013. So wow. a lot of people were telling me, you have got rocks in your head. Why are you leaving, you know, these great positions? Yeah, that's right. You were quite, yeah, you sounded like you had some really good jobs. So going fantastic. into a falling real estate market and did you go straight into sales no I started um so you know like everything comes with a bit of sacrifice um I just decided to kind of halve the income and learn so I started as a personal assistant but I'm really glad I did that because it did just allow me to learn how to do things properly Oh, look, I think it makes perfect sense to start that way. I think um, you can really burn yourself out very quickly if you just throw yourself into the deep end. You're much yeah. better off doing yeah. exactly what you did, yeah. Yeah, so personal assistant and then yep. sort of led into sales. So I've been doing sales now six, four years because I took some time out there for personal reasons and yeah. um, but loving it, yeah. And, you know, just gone from strength to strength, you know, in our, in, in our local marketplace. Yeah, fantastic. So you're a personal assistant for how long? Uh, just 12 months and then I decided to go around Australia for 12 months. As you do. 
as you do, and um, that was always on the game plan and I was honest about that. So, yeah. And then I kind of said, if I like it, I'll come back, and I did. Yeah. So I really only probably did that for another six months, so one and a half years in total, really, yeah. um, in that PA role, and then I was ready to fly. Um, so tell me about the trip around Australia. I've got a girlfriend who actually during COVID just went, you know what, I'm out of here and took the kids around because they were going to be, be schooling from home anyway. So it didn't yeah. really make any difference, right? No. So what was the motivation and what was what was the learning from it? Yeah, look, had the most amazing time. We have the most incredible country. We um, do. So my late husband, that was something that he really wanted to do and this okay. was all well and truly before he got sick, but um, it's just something that he wanted to do and I'd put it off because I had two kids and, you know, when's the timing right? There's always and, a reason not to do it, right? Yeah, and then all of a sudden this one day I just went home and went, yep, yeah, let's do it. So I think we bought a four-wheel drive that weekend and, uh, and a van because he was not letting me say no again. No, I was just going to say, he's just thinking, wow, I don't know what happened, but whatever it was, I'm happy. Um, so, yeah, that's amazing. And did you go with the kids? Yeah, yeah. So they were about 9 and 11 at the time, so perfect age. And we, you know, just the best way to learn about yeah. life about our beautiful country and um, so Tony and I were both ex, um, you know, both teachers so we could do the school thing quite well. But to be honest, there was just so many lessons learnt from, you know, our national parks, our ranges, going to exhibitions, museums, lots of tours, things like that. So they just, they had so much fun. It was the best experience. Yeah, what a, yeah that's a fantastic opportunity. Um, lots of people, um, are you right there? You want the mouse? Yeah. What do you want the mouse for? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, and you. Um, lots of people say that they want to do it, but just to have that experience, um, and it's you know, it takes an element of bravery to just pack up and. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and because you're out of your comfort zone, absolutely every day. You know, yeah. you're going to new places. You don't really know what's on the road, but probably the one lesson out of that whole experience is you know Tony got sick not long after that and um, as you would be aware he passed away from pancreatic cancer and something that I learned from that is not to delay those things those big ticket items that you want to do yeah because yeah. you just don't know what's next in our chapters of life you know and um and he I, was quite I, he was very thankful for that opportunity I think, yeah, and the kids. I mean, what an incredible um, opportunity to make memories as a family. Absolutely. Yeah, great foundation. You typically regret the things you don't do, right, rather than the things that you do do? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think sometimes we can get really bogged down and it's great to work, don't get me wrong, you know, yeah. love, love our industry, but you've also got to learn to live amongst it as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's a really important lesson. So you came back after after a year off. You were an assistant for another six months, and then sales. So how was how was that transition? How did you start? Look, the transition worked pretty well for me because I was really doing a lot of um, sales for um, the gentleman that I was working for at the time. Yeah. So it was a very easy transition, and I think because I've lived in Mackay nearly twenty five years, I have okay. a lot of connections, and I was very much involved in our community, and that's a very important thing for me. You know, supporting yep. our local community. So I really did just hit the ground running. Yeah. Um. You know, it was kind of like out there. Okay, I'm in full time sales now, everybody, yep. and it just yeah 
you know, I went from 25 sales, I think, in my first year to 50 to, you know. 25 sales in your first year, right. Yeah, (laughs) I know. It is amazing. And then I think I I put on a PA, you know, doubled my numbers from there. And so talk me through that. How do you make the decision on when's the right time to put a PA on and how do you decide what type of PA you should be employing? Yeah, so I think I I wanted to, you you always need support if you want to go to the next level. There's no doubt about that. And I think at that time I was doing that elite agent training, you know, with Transform. Yeah. And I think I remember Tom Panis saying to me, if you don't have a PA, you are the PA, you know. It's a great line, but it's so true, yeah. Yeah. And I just thought, well, you know, if I want to go to the next level, I need support. Yeah. Um, I think hiring is a really, I think something that I've learned probably the hard way in some ways is that um, I do a lot more profiling now when I hire people. Yep. Because you don't want this, I needed someone that's not the same as me. Yeah, and we and always have sort of, people that are like us, right? And absolutely. so all of a sudden you've got all these people around you who are like you, and I don't know about you, but one of me is plenty. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So yeah. now, like, I guess with our hiring, we do a lot of profiling. We just make sure, you know, that that person fits the role and what I'm actually wanting to achieve. What, yeah. yeah. Is there a particular profile that you use? Yeah, we do that disc. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, so I'm a big... Uh, I, I really um, think that's a, a great support. It's not the only thing I do. No. Still, um, I've actually just um, hired a new staff member and started this week. So obviously it's still very much based on the interview. But I, I'm a big believer, um, you know, hiring on attitude, the rest I can teach. Yeah, for sure. But if yeah. you need somebody, um, if you need somebody to do to be in the background and do all of the support work behind you, you don't want a, a high DI um, no. personality, correct? Correct. Um, because they'll just well, they'll be like me, so, and they'll um, go nuts like yeah. I would. Yeah, yeah correct. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, twenty five sales in your first year—that just makes me laugh. That's incredible. Um, what kind of numbers are you doing now, from a sales perspective? Yeah. So last year, I did one hundred and three properties. Wow. During yeah. COVID, did COVID hit much up there? It not no not to the not to the effect that we thought. We did shut down and we did all, everything by regulation, but yeah. um, it's like anything. Um, we just had to make changes, so we just adopted new strategies. And we just did, We've, I guess we turned our business models upside down a little bit, didn't we, as real estate yep. agents? Yeah. And we went, you know what, that's no longer working or that still works well and, you know, implemented a lot of new changes, um, kept some of the old that was still working and, um, yeah, so we, yeah, we did great numbers last year. Yeah, that's So that's right. probably the highest sales that I've done in, any, in a year. How good is that? Um, yeah, so that was exciting. And is there, uh, from the things that you did um, change during COVID, um, have you still, are you still using any of those strategies now or did you completely revert back to the old way? No, I'm still using a lot of those strategies. I've got yep. to say, you know, we do a lot of electronic um, form works now, like through your general DocuSign. Yep. Um, so things like those one-on-one interviews that you'd be having with your clients changed up because you weren't yep. allowed to do them. So. Yep. I quite love being able to be at 8.30 at night and my clients can be in their pyjamas having a cup of tea and I'm running through a form six with them. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And the comfort of their home, 
Um, you know, they're not trying to get here in business hours, which is sometimes a struggle. Yeah. So there's just, yeah, um, a lot more videos, things like that, like where you're doing floor plans. Um, we use a lot more social media than um, like I was using social media but probably not on the same level that I do now Yeah. Um, because I think everyone turned to their phones, didn't they? Massively. Yeah, yeah. massively. Yes. Um, it's very interesting to see how um, all the agents are using social media differently um, and there's this, they're, they're really in um, two different camps. Um, one of them is, hey, look at me. I look how much money I made last year and I'm the number one agent. How good am I? Um, and then there's the other agents who are more community focused, more um, yeah. focused on, on giving information, like yeah. translating the real estate information yeah. for your local audience. And I, you know, I'm pretty clear on which one of those you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't find it interesting that just to watch the different the different ways that people are approaching it. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know I'm just a big believer is that you know to be a change agent in our industry, yeah, got to always look at what message are we sending out there today because yeah. there's real estate is far from um, you know fast cars, long lunches. You know oh, we yes. work. Yeah, we wish. And um, it's it's quite interesting, you know, when people join my team or join our industry, they go, it is nothing like what I thought it would be like. It's yeah. hard work. And I wouldn't yes. have it any other way. But um, And you really, I think the, probably the biggest struggle for a lot of agents, I feel, is that everybody wants everything now. Yep. yep. You, know, you know, and you can be in a meeting and you have a client that rings you three times in that 20-minute space. Because they yeah. want to know the answer to something now, you know. Yeah, and it's, yeah it's really it's very challenging. Isn't it? thing for yeah. Us yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's probably the one thing that we're trying to manage those expectations because we're a bit more of an instant society. Yeah, that's so true. I know. Um, I think it's Rick Rushton that says um, even instant coffee isn't fast enough for no for consumers <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, so if my mem memory serves me correctly, you actually won Transform. With I Alicia. did. Yes. Yeah. I still remember yeah. that beautiful photo of you on the cover. Yeah, yeah. That was such a great experience for me because obviously I just lost Tony yeah. and I was a solo. All of a sudden I was, you know, in my how early 40s. And how yeah, old were the kids? So um, 9 and 11, sorry, 13. 13 and 11 at the time when he passed yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden I was in a job that I loved but I didn't know, you know, as a solo parent could I manage it all. Could you manage? Um, Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, Tony and I had been together for over 20-odd years. So, yeah, it was a massive upheaval yeah, and, um, you know, a really challenging time in my life. But I didn't want to give up, Leanne, and I just mm. thought this is an industry that I just love and so I've just got to learn how to make it work. And Transform for me was just, I guess, just shining the light that it is absolutely possible. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had some amazing coaches, you know, mindset coaches, um, yeah. you know, but then also, you know, performance coaches. And it just gave me all the tools I needed to go, yep, I've got this, I can do yeah. this. Yeah, Samantha McLean does a fantastic job with um, with that program and with Elite um, yeah. as a magazine. Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what an opportunity. to. But, but you've got to be, you've got to be brave enough to put your hand up um, to get involved, right, because it's not an easy program. Oh, it was 
hard. It was the, probably the hardest. I felt like I'd done, a, you know, a degree in three months. It was massive. It was very yeah. challenging. Um, yeah. It certainly was not easy, but um, so many gold nuggets every day, you know, and still those things I implement every day in my systems. And um, But I think it's just how much do you want it? You know, a lot yeah. of people do the talk. Yeah. But how much do you want it? You know, we can set these great goals to achieve. Yeah, but... to be a million-dollar agent. It's okay, well, why do you want it? Yeah. Right? Like it's not just some people don't really drill into it. It's just like, oh, yeah, I want to be a million-dollar agent. It's like, well, do you really know what that means? And let's drill into the numbers so yeah. you understand what it's going to take to get to a million dollars in your yeah. market. That's exactly right. And yeah. I think sometimes for me, the focus has never been that for me. No. It's always to be an elite agent, you yep. know, to be a top performing at the top of my game agent that does the best by my community. And yep. I think when you take the focus away the, from the other numbers, it all kind of falls into place anyway. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that. I was talking to um, Georgie Bates from Cunningham's down yeah. on the Northern Beaches. And she was saying the same thing. She's like, you know what, Leanne, I don't actually know what I write. I don't know how many, how many deals I do. It's just my focus is on doing the very best I can for my local community and everything else seems to fall into place. And it does. And that's that's always been, and my team's trained that way. It's all about servicing our clients, doing the best we can, getting our premium results because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, we need to do that. But, um, no, the rest does follow if you do the right thing. Yeah, that's amazing. So what kind of work do you do in the community? Yeah, so, look, we, we're very big on, um, especially in our social media, we're very big on supporting, obviously, whatever's close to heart for our team. Yeah, nice. Um, you know, so, for example, you know, I learned to run, um, you know, a few years ago when I did a couple of half marathons, believe it or not. Of course you did. You're <laughs> Cause, a crazy you know, woman. Because I'm crazy and I'm actually in training now, so you'll be proud of me. I did a hour and 20 run this morning. Oh, man. I, I actually started running during COVID. I'm a, I'm a gym goer but never been a runner. Yeah. But during COVID I couldn't go to the gym and I would start going for walks and all of a sudden it's like I have to run. I have to get yeah. this energy out. Yeah. But I can't run for – I'd be lucky to run for five minutes, let alone yeah. an hour and 20. That's amazing. Oh, and once again it's like I if I started out I wouldn't be able to do it either but it's back in training and I think that's in life, isn't it? If you yeah. then you consistently train at something, you get better. So I love that book, you know, Atomic Habits. That's oh, yeah. 1% better every day and I always concentrate on that, you know, in anything that I do. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to win a gold medal, but, hey, I'm out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's phenomenal. How long did it take you to actually? Uh, One yeah, and a half? I, I, yeah. Two hours. Okay. Usually about, I'm happy if I can do it around that two-hour mark. Yeah, right. Yeah, but that, that's not setting records. No, <laughs> setting a record for me, let me tell you. Um, how long did you have to train to get to actually, from the time you started running, to be actually to be able to do um, a half marathon? Yeah, look, we've been training since pretty much January, three times a week right. with our running. Um, I have two great women that I run with. Um, they keep us, you know, we keep each other accountable. Accountable, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's important, that accountability. You feel like you're letting someone down if you don't turn up. And yeah. um, But we have a lot of fun. 
we, you know, we have a lot of giggles along the way and then we also have a lot of pain along the way. Yeah, well, particularly the day after, I'm sure you have a lot of pain, right? Yeah. Um, that whole accountability accountability piece is really interesting because we've got, um, you know, business coaches within our business and it's really interesting to see the people who will take them up and the people who will go, oh, yeah, I met with them, but no, there's a bit of a personality clash. And yeah. It's like, yeah, there's a personality clash because he's calling you. Yeah, calling you out. Yeah. 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 And and I think, you know, if you, it once again comes back to that goal, if you just want to plot along, okay, you might want, you might not need that accountability coach. But if you, you know, if you want to get to A to Z in the shortest period of time, then you do need to know your numbers. You do need to know how to improve those numbers, who needs to do what with your job descriptions. You know, there's that. And I guess as a team, we're all accountable to each other, you know, as well, because if one person doesn't do that particular, you know, job, it impacts everyone. It's the same. You know, same in the fitness industry. It's across all industries. I'm a big believer in someone being accountable, you know, making you accountable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It doesn't matter how disciplined, um, and, and I'm pretty disciplined and focused from a work um, perspective. I know what I need to get done, but there's nothing that motivates you more than a deadline or a board oh. meeting. When you haven't done the stuff <laughs> you said you would do last month, it's like, oh, okay, now I've got to get it done. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah everybody, Absolutely. yeah, everybody's better <laughs> from that accountability. So who keeps you accountable? Yeah, so look, um, I guess, I, I've got some things that I've got set, you know, yeah. personally, but like I do share that with our team. Yeah. Okay. So they know, they certainly know where our expectations of where we want to go. And, um, but, you know, like, uh, you know, I guess I have those discussions with Hayley as well as my principal. Yeah. And um, I do have some mentoring as well. Actually, I'm about to start some coaching, um, you know, about really developing my EBU and I'm about to start that with Sherry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love Sherry. Yeah, yeah I'm excited awesome. about that. Yeah, so yeah. I just, I guess for me what's next is, you know, really developing that um, business unit but also, um, you know, I guess the last five years have been mammoth, a, a huge amount of growth for me in yeah. terms of my personal development but also my professional development. And amongst yeah. that I also did transition across to Remax only from July last year. Okay. So it's really about developing that unit and having that consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Right. Well, we've been chatting away for half an hour already, would you believe? Oh, my God. How fast has that gone? (laughs) It always blows my mind how fast these conversations go. Um, So the, the podcast is called Courageous Conversations. And if people, and sometimes they're conversations, conversations you have with yourself, sometimes it's conversations you have to have with other people. Have you got any tips on how you approach a courageous conversation, either with yourself or with somebody in your team that's not really, you know, maybe doing what they need to do? I think a lot of people do avoid confrontation, Leanne, and I've I've seen that in our industry. I've seen that in teams, you know, in our personal relationships. And I think it's actually to our detriment, you know, but I think there's the right way to have a courageous conversation, you know, and so, you know, I'm not afraid of them anymore. It's a a sit-down, it's a prepared conversation, you know, this is, you know, and laying it out on the table going, okay, Okay, what can we learn from this? How can we improve this? And that's that's with ourselves, 
you know, to the same conversation, okay, you know what, maybe I didn't do that so well today. I'm not going to beat myself up, you know, overnight. I'm just going to go, you know what, I made a mistake. How can I improve on it? Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, don't dwell on it. it. And I think, you know, that's something that's very, that's a trained behaviour, I believe, is being able to, you know, I guess... um, you know, one of my coaches used to call it Soul FM and Shitty AM, you know, turning yep. off, you know, turning off that really the dark noise or the white noise and going, yep. you know what, okay, let's move on, let's move forward. Yeah, and I think that's, um, you know, in any conversations that we have, you know, with our team or with yep. ourselves, it's just don't, don't run away from it because I've found that when we run away from it, it escalates it way worse. bigger than it needs to be, definitely. Totally. I think that the thing you said right at the beginning of that um, was um, it's a prepared conversation. Yeah. Um, you don't want to just um, react. You need yeah. to be able to respond thoughtfully and um, preparation is the key. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. also to not ever talking when you're angry because nothing good comes out of that. <laughs> Walk away. That's the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Well, I'm getting quite used to using, not that I'm stressed right now, but I'm kind of liking the the slime. So thank you for the introduction, Mia. Yeah, thank you, Mia. (laughs) And thank you so much, Leanna. It's been delightful to um, to catch up with you. And hopefully I'll um, I'll see you. I'm bound to be at a conference in Queensland yeah. at some stage. So oh, I look forward to it. Yeah, I'll look forward to it too. So thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your um, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thank you. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye. See you. Bye.